Hello and welcome to A Darker Shade of Pink podcast. I'm Mary O'Brien, a social worker, individual and group psychotherapist and co-director of the Advanced Breast Cancer Group. And I'm Pia Hirsch. I'm an occupational therapist, I'm a group and individual psychotherapist and I run the service with Mary as a therapist and a co-director. For over 20 years, we've been running a professionally-led support group for women living with metastatic breast cancer throughout Queensland. There are many peer-led support groups for women with breast cancer in Australia, often associated with the colour pink and linked to fundraising and public awareness campaigns. But there are relatively few support groups specifically for women living with metastatic or advanced breast cancer in Australia. We are one of only a small number of professionally-led groups supporting these women. Now we want to pass on the knowledge we've gathered over the past 20 years. We've learned so much from these women about how to cope with the diagnosis and the realities of living with metastatic breast cancer. A Darker Shade of Pink is the story of the evolution of the Advanced Breast Cancer Group. This is Episode 10, Supporting Partners and Families, Part 2. In 2009, we received a small donation from a community organisation that had been impacted by a young woman being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. We discussed with the women in the group how this money should be used, and Lynn from Mackay suggested a get-together so that all the women in the group and their partners and family members would have a chance to meet face-to-face -face with one another and with us. Everyone thought this was a marvellous idea, and from this original suggestion, the workshops were developed. Since then, we've run 19 workshops up to October 2019, and they've become an integral part of the service held twice a year. We invite women to bring anyone who's important to them, their partners, their children, if they're adults, parents, or even friends who've supported them along the way. From anyone attending from outside Brisbane, we pay the cost of their travel and two nights accommodation in a nearby hotel. We hold the workshop on a Saturday to enable working women and partners and families to attend. And all the women have time to travel and settle in on Friday and recover from the workshop and return home on a Sunday. Sometimes we've provided accommodation even for Brisbane women, local women, who may be unwell and would find it too difficult to travel to and from the workshop in one day. We've developed a format for the workshop, which we think works very well. We have two sessions in the morning that we run in a question and answer format. We do this because women often talk about how many questions they have for their oncologists that are forgotten during the appointments or they feel that there's no time for. We feel that having an hour when any question can be raised and explored is a luxury that women appreciate. We generally invite a medical or radiation oncologist to this first session. For the second session, we invite someone from a related field, for example, palliative care, someone who's experienced in nutrition or exercise, an allied health professional. A central focus of the day is for the women and their families to have time to get to know one another. So a more creative, interactive session in the afternoon ends the day in a fun and relaxed way. We've done art therapy activities, played trivia games, and held show and tell sessions, where everyone is asked to bring something about a hobby or interest they have to share with the group. The workshops have proved to be a valuable way of bringing partners and family members together so that they too have the experience of realising that they're not alone and that they can share similar experiences with others. 
Some partners make strong relationships with each other. They're helped and comforted by the companionship of others in the same situation who are faced with the inevitability at some point of a sad and painful future. As John says in the post-Pink film, there are some really supportive people out there, supportive for me, but they don't really understand what it is that you're experiencing. Adult children too find support in talking with other sons and daughters. They can share their fears and their worries and the tension that they experience between, on the one hand, wanting to help and care for their mother, and on the other, the wish and the need to lead their own lives, carving out their own place in the world. The parents who've come to the workshops have been grateful to us for the opportunity to be with their daughter and to have the space to talk and listen with them and to learn more about what they are facing. They appreciate the opportunity to participate in the Q&A sessions and get a greater understanding of the disease and the ramifications of treatments. The workshops have also helped families deal with the diagnosis and find creative ways to support one another. Tom, Bridget's brother, would fly to Brisbane from Sydney for several years so that he could mind the children and allow Bridget and her husband to attend the workshop. Most importantly, the workshops provide space for family members to acknowledge the impact that the disease is having on them, that theirs is also a difficult experience. It's a different experience from the women, but it's difficult. Often, family members will push aside what they are feeling, saying that she is the one who has the disease. We feel that this denies the reality that family members are facing the loss of this person, are having to deal with the fact that she will die. The time at the workshops with other family members gives the opportunity to speak to others and to understand that their experience matters too in its own right. Peter, Fran's husband, had often spoken to us about his wish to give something back to talk to other partners and husbands about their experience. But he didn't know anyone. So when Fran died, Peter said that he wanted to give something back to the group, which had supported them over the previous eight years. Since we were about to hold our next workshop, we invited him to come along and speak at a session about his experience and about how he had supported Fran during the course of her disease. We filmed the session with professional documentary filmmakers and the result was our second uh, film, Walking Beside Her, A Partner's Journey with Secondary Breast Cancer. Peter spoke openly and movingly about their life together, how he and his two adult children managed, the fun things they all did, the importance of deciding to write the letter you were thinking about but unsure of writing, and of managing the last days together. This film has become a valuable resource for partners and would benefit anyone caring for someone with advanced cancer. We feel that the workshops have offered more than we had originally envisaged they would. They do provide support for the partners and adult family members. But more than this, they provide the opportunity for the whole family, as a unit, to be part of something that is structured, relaxed and enjoyable they've become an integral and valuable part of the service. That was episode 10. Please join us for the next episode where we ask the question, isn't it depressing? A Darker Shade of Pink 
is based on the book of the same name, written by Mary O'Brien and Pierre Hirsch. Podcast produced and engineered by Guy Mansfield at Block Media Brisbane. For access to the book and a host of information and content, including our documentaries and numerous videos, please go to the Advanced Breast Cancer Group website. That's abcg.org.au. If you found this podcast helpful, please like and share. Thanks for listening.